Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. There was a, a joke uh, at, at the beginning of the lockdown. Um, who was the biggest accelerator of digitization in your company? And the answer was COVID-19. Yeah. And I think the same goes for HR. Um, uh, I think, uh, especially in my company, I mean, uh, uh, we had to uh, turn everything uh, around in like two, three days and uh, okay. enable everyone working from home. And there was a lot of things to do on the HR side as well. We had to relook at all our policies and, you know, uh, and, 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 and basically do a check whether they are still relevant. Vaslav is the Vice President of Human Resources at T-Systems in Malaysia. He started his first HR Director role at the age of 27. Since then, he has held a number of executive roles in HR, namely in the ICT industry. He received a CHRO of the Year Award Heroes by the World HRD Congress. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. Very excited to have this conversation with Vaslav from Malaysia, connecting now from Malaysia. How are you, Vaslav? Hi, how are you? Good. Good to, good to connect with you. I know it's it's very early in the morning for me. It's way later for you. So thank you yes. so much for being here with me today. How's, uh, how is Malaysia now with all these things going on? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, uh, we have um, gone into a lockdown uh, back then in March. Uh, I think the lockdown lasted like for two months, roughly. Then the government started to lift the restrictions because uh, um, the number of cases was uh, was pretty low at that point of time, um, and uh, I believe it's still quite okay. So um, life is almost, I would say, back to normal, mm. uh, except for uh, the fact that the borders still remain closed, uh, which make uh, uh, which makes life difficult for expats like me, for instance, or you know, uh, um, tourists uh, or. Um, even before short period of time, uh, people who actually decided to relocate to Malaysia based on different visa programs could not return back to the country and so on. So I think slowly it's it's turning for the better, but let's see what the, uh, what the future will show. Uh, I think we are not over it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are better in Malaysia than in many other countries. And I'm, I'm going to connect that with, with one question pertaining to the, of course, to the HR space. One of the areas that you have worked for a number of years is HR innovation. Mm -hmm. so, so let me ask you this. What, how has this 
COVID-19, this pandemic time, helped HR, quote-unquote, helped HR become more innovative? How do you think this pandemic has created that sense of urgency for HR to do things differently? Hmm. Um, I think um, there was a, a joke uh, at, at the beginning of the lockdown. Um, who was the biggest accelerator of digitization in your company? And the answer was COVID-19. Yeah. And I think the same goes for HR. Um, uh, I think, uh, especially in my company, I mean, uh, uh, we had to uh, turn everything uh, around in like two, three days and uh, enable everyone working from home. And there was a lot of things to do on the HR side as well. We had to relook at all our policies and, you know, uh, and, 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 and basically do a check whether they are still relevant uh, in this, um, whatever we want to call it, new normal or, or you know, uh, in the new situation. And um, the same goes for the, you know, digitization and technical means. Uh, very quickly, we found the solution and moved on to uh, electronic doc documentation processing and electronic signatures and all that, which before was always a question of, you know, security and, and so on. And, and suddenly everything uh, was possible within a within few days. And remember uh, that time uh, was quite a good exposure for HR in the sense that uh, all employees were, of course, worried, like, what's going to happen to them? Uh, will, they, will they lose the job or will they still have the job or, you know, how to go on? What's going to happen? And in that sense, I think if HR was able to step up and actually show the way and, and behave as a true leader, uh, there was a big um, uh, uh, time for HR to either, you know, uh, showcase that we can do things or actually... Uh, uh, stay in the background. So I hope we have uh, taken it from the, from the right end. Absolutely. I love that you're saying a couple of things in there that are, are really relevant to me. One of them is HR taking advantage of, of the opportunity to change things and to be able to do that. Of course, HR has to become the leader that you know, steps up and, and make things work. Going forward, once we get out of this period of craziness of coronavirus, you know, whether it is because of a vaccine or maybe we end up, you know, doing a lot of the things that we're doing now going forward, what do you think are the opportunities for HR to build better workplaces? What, what do you think are we bringing from this COVID-19 experience that we can use to create better workplaces going forward? Uh, I, I can see two things, uh, or maybe it's actually interconnected. Uh, 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 one is, uh, at least for me, it was a big eye-opener, what actually enablement and trust uh, can make uh, at the workplace. Uh, we had no opportunity to monitor the people uh, during the lockdown, whether they were really you know, sitting in front of their laptops. I know that technical means how to do it. We didn't have them at that point of time, and we didn't even think of implementing them or investing into them. Uh, uh, because I don't believe it's the right uh, uh, thing to do in the first place. Um, so we went rather down the trust and an, and an enablement route, empowerment route. And it was amazing whether it was because, you know, the people really felt there's a threat out there, 
and they need to, um, uh, you know, do go some extra mile to 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 go over it, or whether it was the appreciation of the fact that they can still have the job and have the salary. Um, although many of the other colleagues who were not, I mean, for instance, the hospitality F&B industry was hit quite severely. Uh, uh, we are in IT industry, so we, we were lucky that we could actually go for 100% working from home. Regardless of what it was, uh, we, went, we went for the empowerment and trust, and it paid back, uh, I would say, 100 times. Uh, and coincidentally, our company is uh, uh, running uh, employee survey twice a year. And uh, they ran one uh, during the lockdown because it was just the regular time to do it. And we have recorded some, some all-time highs in the, in the employee satisfaction and, and basically in all the other uh, parameters. So, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's a, a result of this, uh, of the approach which we took as management. So I think it's, uh, it's for me, it was a great uh, learning. Um, how actually uh, empowerment and trust can work. Um, and uh, the second one, I think what, what, what we can learn for the future is, uh, I think we realized um, that, uh, you know, the traditional uh, way of performance management is really over. Mm. If anyone did not understand it before, I think <laughs> yeah. it's clear. <laughs> You know, because even in my company, I had colleagues in other countries, in, in, in the headquarters, who were still like, yeah, but we still have to, you know, what, what they could not imagine living without a yearly performance review, tick, 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 yeah. uh, uh, giving the scores and, and, and the labels, uh, putting people into boxes and so, and so on. I think now it's really over. Uh, and in, if, if let's say, remote working or home office, whatever, will remain as a significant part of our working lives going forward, which I really believe, although even though there will be maybe a vaccine or, or medicine or whatever later, um, I think it's a great opportunity for companies to, to be more and, you know, uh, uh, even promote diversity more because you, you can go more, in, you can be more inclusive if you, if you go for this kind of yeah. uh, working style. We have to redefine the performance management. You can't uh, uh, rely anymore on you know people monitoring people's presence or or uh, you know going for this kind of criteria. So the question is really how to redefine the the performance management and what is the right uh, way of measuring performance for the future. Absolutely, I think. Let, let, let me let me ask you this question. You you are describing a new ways of operating from the people perspective, a new way for HR to work. And mm. many of us knew that these things were true before. We knew that you said it now, you know, we knew before the performance was not working, but we continue to do it in the same way. Right now we accelerated the change. But let me ask you this. I, I want to go a little deeper because I want to understand the nature of what changed in HR. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to be able to say, all right, performance, the annual uh, rating-based, people putting people in boxes, that doesn't work. We got to move to something else. What do you think fundamentally changed in HR over the past few months that is making us think differently? 
Is it just the fact that we're working from home or is it now that we see that people can thrive but while working from home? What is it? I think uh, uh, this, and actually it was sort of a crisis, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, in Malaysia, actually not really uh, very far from uh, like a war kind of state, you know, because there were army was in the streets and you could not go uh, shopping or whatever. Not. So this kind of, I think this kind of like uh, extreme situation uh, uh, can change people's perspective on things. Uh, if you are still in the same environment and, and you don't, you're not, there's not, no like, um, how to say, it, uh, a shattering factor or, you know, uh, people can change, even they can change their personality if they, if they experience some sort of like uh, deep traumatic uh, uh, event, like a big natural disaster or something like that. So I think it was, it was this kind of like, we were thrown into a completely unknown situation and uh, we could not really deal with all the aspects. We could not really uh, change everything so that, you know, we could continue almost the same, the same way, almost the same way. We had to go into completely unknown territory in that sense. And, and suddenly you see things can work differently. You know, so it, it, the, the, the shock can actually remove some of your uh, mental blocks. I think that's, that, that's the effect that, that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's, uh, it's always partially sad to think that we need a crisis like this to change. But then when you look at this crisis from, you know, from the other side of the coin, you think, well, you know, hopefully it becomes an opportunity for us to, do, to actually do things differently, to not be operating in the same way because it was not working. I mean, we knew performance management is one of them, but you mentioned another one, which I think is fascinating, which is trust. I mean, very often, many leaders in organizations would not give a flexible work arrangement or letting people work from home, not because of lack of tools, not because of people you know, not having the possibility to work from home, but because of lack of trust. That was the main element that was on the way. And now they didn't have any option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, they had no option, so they had to try. Yeah. And so it worked. It worked, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, based on all that's happened and all the things that we have learned over the past few months living in pandemic time, I one of the things that, that, I, that I think you know it's going to happen is that we may be seeing a restructuring of, of the human resources function. Maybe people are talking about new jobs, like you know, a manager for remote work and things of the kind. So let me ask you, what, what do you think is going to happen with HR going forward? How do you think, what do you think is going to be the HR that will be successful after this pandemic? I think uh, HR definitely, in the first place, has to take advantage of the situation. Uh, I can see uh, in certain areas, I can see tendencies, once the restrictions are being lifted, uh, tendencies to go back uh, to complacency and, and to the old habits, which, which uh, would be the worst thing that can happen, actually, because it will block the further, further of human resources. Then second, I think digitization will, will uh, definitely progress faster than, than before. 
I think digitization is a is a great um, trend or uh, invention mm -hmm. from the past uh, uh, past few years, maybe five years. That's where I saw the first, uh, uh, like artificial intelligence and big data kind of a tools uh, to emerge, or at least to protrude into the sphere of HR. Um, and I see a big potential there uh, that will help us to actually go from being reactive as in currently we follow X number of KPIs, but actually we can only follow them retrospectively, right? With the hindsight. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but if we Im implement these kind of tools, we can actually try to predict what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. So I think that will help uh, HR enormously to um, also become even more relevant part to the business because we will be able to uh, uh, back our uh, decisions and, and changes in policies mm -hmm. and so on with uh, uh, scientific methods. Absolutely. I, I think one of, the, um, one of the trends that have been positively impacting the work of HR, and I am hoping that we continue to you know, move that needle forward is using more science, more evidence-based approach. And I, I think that's when, you know, you, you said that you were measuring some, some, some of the data uh, in your engagement service during the pandemic. And I think it's so important for HR to understand what's happening right now so that going forward, we can connect the dots about, yeah, you know, people were going through all this crisis, but they were effective at working from home. They were performing, mm -hmm. you know, productivity was high, yeah. engagement was high. So why not do it going forward, even in, situ in situations where we are not in a crisis like, like right now? So I think it's just that connectivity of the dots in the organization is, um, is so powerful. So, so let me ask you this. We you're talking about a number of elements that will hopefully be the characteristics of the HR, of the successful HR of the future. Mm -hmm. What do you think are the capabilities, the skills that HR does not have today, but that it will need to embrace and learn to be successful going forward? And I'm talking about the HR leaders and practitioners. Mm. Um, I think HR will definitely need a strong data analytic skills uh, for the future. I can see it in my own team now. Uh, I can see it in, in um, other companies as well. Um, I think that is uh, the, the skill which we need to build for the future. I think other than that, uh, HR is pretty well equipped uh, uh, with all the other things uh, um, technology systems, uh, uh, soft skills even. Um, now we have to go more technical. Yeah, yeah. And I like I, because IT background as well, coincidentally. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because you talk to some HR people and I, I don't know if it's the majority, but I know many of them that they love working in HR and they don't like working with numbers. They don't like working with, you know, math or statistics or even technology. And this might be an interesting challenge because if you think about ITE, for example, ITE is closer to understanding how HR operates than HR is closer to understanding how IT operates. 
And that creates a challenge for us, not for them, but for us to be better at, uh, at understanding our cli clients through data, but also through the language that they speak in their own business units. Definitely, definitely, 100% agree. Yeah, I think we have a, you know, quite, quite, an, oppor quite an opportunity in, in there. So, so uh, Bachelor, as we um, uh, wrap up this conversation, I got a couple of questions for you to, sure. you know, to sort of to end our conversation. The first one is, you're talking about a kind of HR where we're building more trust, more empowerment, where we are leveraging on science, technology, uh, uh, digital tools and whatnot to, well, you know, to remain successful going forward. If you, if you were to give HR leaders one recommendation to start the journey, what, what that recommendation would be? Hmm. I would say use the momentum which we have created now. For whatever you want to do, use the momentum because this is a unique situation that hopefully will not repeat yeah. uh, in the near future. Uh, but you know what? Uh, every coin has two sides. And uh, if you look at it, uh, uh, the history, the greatest advancements in um, industry or science were actually done uh, during the war or during the Cold War because there was, there was this kind of life threatening, you know, uh, uh, situation. Uh, so that gives you a completely different push. And when people are actually doing well, uh, you always tend to be a bit complacent and, uh, and tend to do things the same, same way. So use the momentum. Yeah. Whatever you do. Absolutely. I think that is, that is fantastic. And that it's, it's, it's such a powerful recommendation because otherwise we're going to miss all this pain and all this suffering and all the things that are happening would have been in vain if we don't take advantage of, of, of it and, and, yeah. and change. Yeah. So, so Vatlav, my, my last question to you is, what are you the most excited and the most concerned about mm -hmm. the future? Well, I'm really excited that uh, uh, this crisis will be over soon and, uh, and we can go back to, uh, not definitely not to the old habits or the old times, but to something uh, um, uh, new yet uh, uh, more, I mean, to be honest, the, the, the part I dislike the most is the social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> because I believe people are social animals. Yeah. Um, and there's always, whenever we meet, you know, you have all these restrictions and uh, uh, face masks and all that, which we have to wear uh, in the public spaces and so on. People always have the natural tendency to either hug you or, you know, handshake. And then it also always go like, ah, oh. yeah. they realize, oh, no. I, and I always say, like, I don't have the COVID. Do you have COVID? No. Okay. So let's handshake. <laughs> so I hope we can get over this uh, uh, very soon. And, and we, can, we can bring the positive things uh, uh, with us and, and turn it into something even better. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's my hope, too, that we can, we can get out of this we don't go back to the, to the bad things of the past, but we build better forward, right? And, and I think it can really help us to open new horizons for HR. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Vaslav, thank you so much with me, for me with me today. It was a great chat. Thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Thank you so much.
Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next session of the Hacking HR podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.